Welcome, you're listening to the Teen Life Survival Guide Podcast. This podcast is intended for teens that want to grow in their faith and learn how to be better followers of Christ. But honestly, it's open to whoever wants to listen and join in the fun. If you have any topic requests, email us at teenlifesurvivalguide at gmail.com. And lastly, just so you know, we typically use the New American Standard Bible if you wanted to know what Bible we use. What's up, guys? Hope you're doing well today. We're going to be reading out of John 17 today, and I know I usually try to come up with some cool little title but guys all I got for this one is it's just so darn beautiful I just stumbled upon this passage the other day and like I said I try to study scriptures as much as I can um but I don't even remember this one to be honest with you and I just read it and I said wow this is just beautiful (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous but I just want to share it with you because it's just beautiful the title of the chapter in John in my bible is the high priestly prayer so for now that's what we're going with and let's start with a prayer father above we love you so much. We thank you so much for the fact that we are able to come together across the word world and just dive into your word, learn from you, God. We pray that our high schoolers, our adults, whoever is listening to this podcast, that we just become closer to you, that we grow through each other because God, we are a community. This isn't a one trick show. This is a community of believers trying to learn your word, get better and apply it to our lives. And God, we just pray that we feel your love through this passage today because my goodness, this is just like the letter of love is what I think it is, Lord. And we pray that everyone can open their ears to this message in their hearts and that we just become closer to you, God, because you are all that matters. You are enough when we are not enough. You choose us, you love us, you give us free will, and we just trust you, Lord, with our life. In your name we pray. I really don't care how stupid I sound. I'm telling you, I read this and I was just reading through John because I felt like God's kind of calling me to lead through John, even though I'm kind of been all over the place, the other week I was in Matthew um or just kind of been all over and I just stumbled upon this passage because God was like read through John and I was like okay I really feel called to John I'm gonna do it so I started reading through and it was just one of you know a couple chapters I was reading and it was just so powerful to me um what he says in this chapter so at this point we're getting really close to Jesus's the next chapter Judas betrays Jesus so we're getting really close to Jesus's death and in the chapter before Jesus gives warning and he's talking to if I'm remembering right all his disciples and trying to give them warnings and then he goes off into prayer in this prayer it's called the highly priest prayer and he is praying this for his um disciples who are about to be tested but really this prayer is for all of us and that's why I think it's just so beautiful in the fact that we could see what Jesus does when trials come now I know we're not perfect like him and I could tell you right now what I consider to be like my worst moments and my worst prayers probably God's favorite um, but I hate that sometimes but you can see here we go Jesus knows what's about to happen and of course he's upset and he's troubled we know he prays and he asks for the cup to be taken away but not his will God's will we know he's suffering we know he's going through all this stuff but then there's John 17 and this is just so beautiful because it shows who God is and it shows who Jesus again they're all three in one but it shows who they truly are and what they came to do and so the people that think God's a mean God it's like like you missed John 17. You just missed it. You missed the whole Bible. You missed John 3, 16, where he died when we were still sinners, but you're missing out because what a lot of people see is he sees the people that get punished, but he never punishes the people that have a relationship with him and chooses him. And that is what he is pouring his heart out in John 17. So I hope when I read it, I do it justice to where you can hear it, how I heard it. So chapter 17, Jesus spoke these things and lifting his eyes to heaven. He said, father, the hour has come. Glorify 
glorify your son that the son may glorify you even as you gave him authority over all flesh that to all you have given him he may give eternal life this eternal life that they may know you the only true god in jesus christ whom you sent i glorified you on earth having accomplished the work which you've given me to do so he's just right there that was verses one through four he's just stating he fulfilled his word um and then he talks mentions the disciples for a second um but then he's just kind of acknowledging him now verse five now father glorify me together with yourself with the glory which i had with you before the world was so i'm coming back to you god i have manifested your name to the men who you gave me out of the world they were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word so he's saying they did what we figured they would because those are the ones you called seven now they've come to know that everything you've given me is from you for the words which you gave me i have given to them and they received them and truly understood that i came from you and they believed you sent so he is pointing out he's talking to god does god know all this yes so when you say well, why i gotta pray when god knows all this we need that verbal okay so god is just saying or jesus is just saying you know they know who i am they have a relationship with me and so then he says nine i ask on their behalf i do not ask on the behalf of the world but of those whom you given me for they are yours and all things that are mine and yours and yours are mine and i've been glorified in them so he's about to ask something but only to the for the people that chose that relationship i am no longer in the world and yet they themselves are in the world and i come to you holy father keep them in your name the name which you've given me that they may be one even as we are so he's he is about to die and what is he focus on he's focused on the fact that he wants to make sure these people that chose him that love them that they that they unite and become one in in that god continues to protect them and he points out not the people of the world the people of god the chosen one um and if you think it's just the 12 just wait it's coming um but right now verse 12 while i was with them i was keeping them in your name which you've given me and i guarded them and not one of them perished but the son of perdition i don't even know how to say that word p-e-r-d-i-t-t-i-o-n so the scripture that would be fulfilled verse 13 but now i come to you in these things i speak in the world so that they may have my joy and made full in themselves i have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not from the world even as i am not from the world i do not verse 15 i do not ask you to take them out of the world but to keep them from the evil one they are not of the world even as i am not of the world. so what is he praying he's praying that up until this point they had the protection of jesus and he is just praying that now that he's gone he don't want them to lose that and he just i don't know if he's nervous or just wanting to say it out loud for us or what but he is pointing out that he knows the temptation of the devil and he knows how hard it's going to be to choose the right way when your emotions and your feelings and all the things of the world are telling you not to so he's praying over him he's about to die instead of worrying about himself instead of worried god give me graces he is worried about these people he's they're not of the world they chose me god help them provide for them and then here's 17 i love it sanctify them in the truth your word is the truth so he's praying over them that they stay in the word that's he's going to be gone but he is still alive through the word so he's saying sanctify them in the truth your word is the truth verse 18 as you sent me into the world i've also sent them into the world for their sakes i sanctify myself and they themselves also may be sanctified in the truth so he's going to give himself up and he has taught them and he's praying that god you keep their ears open and because they're about to go through a whole lot of trial god keep their ears open help them stay on the truth and then if you thought it was just for these 12 jesus does what jesus always 
always does. He reminds you of your worth. Verse 20, I do not ask on a behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. So although it's been 2,000 years, we know that this has been passed down from Jesus to the apostles and now to us. So verse 20 and 21 is him praying for us. We're not even born yet. We're not even called or chosen yet at this time. And he's already praying for us. 22, the glory which you've given me, I've given to them and that they may be one just as we are one. So again, church community, he wants us to be one. He wants us to be together. He wants us to remember him through the truth. It's not just me. It's all of us. It's not just you. It's all of us. We must stick together. 23, I and them and you and me and that they may be perfect in unity. So they, the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Father, I've desired that they also know whom you have given me. Be with me where I am so that they may see my glory, which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world. So now he prays for himself for a second, but look what he says. He says, so they may see my glory, which you have given me, even though he's the son of God, even though it's the three and one, and even though there's connected, he is making sure to point out everything is for God's glory. The son of God is humble and never takes credit for anything. That shows you we are called to serve and not be served. All right, 25. Oh, righteous father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you and these have known that you sent. And I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you've loved me may be in them and I in them. So that's the end of the prayer. And he said a million times, me and them, I and them, you and them. What he is trying to say, again, it alludes to the Holy Spirit, but that they're all connected and that he chose us. And the way we're going to get connected, we know Jesus is going to die. He says, because one greater has to come. And the way we get connected fully to him is he dies for our sins to tear that veil so we can get to heaven, but also to send down his Holy Spirit. And so it does become him literally in us. We are now with him fully because we have that Holy Spirit actually living inside of us. And he says it a million times and it might be confusing. I and him, him and me, blah, blah, blah. Even reading it, I'm like, oh, I'm sure I'm butchering it because it switches it so much. But the point he's trying to make is that he is in you and he is for you. And what a great love story. I just wanted to point this one out because Jesus is praying for you. Jesus is praying for you. And he has this beautiful prayer that John 17 has just beautiful laid out for you. So when you feel like you're not loved, when you feel like you're not chosen before you were even born, God prayed for you because he prays, like I said, in verse 20, for those who believe in me through their word. So if you're reading scripture and you're believing it and you're choosing God and you're developing a relationship with him, he's talking to you. And that prayer was for you. And so I hope when I read it, I prayed that over you today that you remember when temptation strikes, when evil comes your way, when the world hates you, when they don't understand why you did what you did, but you truly in your heart was trying to do the right thing and the good thing for God, that you remember that God is for you. He loves you. He's praying for you. He's not against you. And to just keep going. And when you lose that hope and when you lose that doubt, pray this prayer over you because it's an amazing chapter in the Bible that Jesus gives us. Sanctify your life in truth because God's word is the truth. So I prayed this over you today. I pray that you can see just how much God loves you and how much he puts you first all the time. He makes you make the choice, but when you choose him, he is there for you. Um, And so I pray that you see that, you accept that, and you remember Jesus is right before death, yet he was praying for you and he continues to choose you. You just have to choose him. God bless.